the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along the Tuesday edition of The uh, Ride Home. Are you exhausted? Uh, yes. Yet? Are you? <laughs> Thank you for asking. This is day two. Uh-huh. Day two of the coronavirus pandemic hits the USA. Or hits the Pittsburgh region of the USA. Right. Um, one thing I've noticed... Every email that I get is something about coronavirus. I mean, every email. I have a friend who works here in the station. Mm-hmm. She sent me an email about a cat. I was so happy to get it. Yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh, now the coronavirus is affecting cats. That's the first thing I thought. But it had nothing to do with it. It was just about cats. <laughs> I don't know. Why does everybody have to comment on it? I mean, because, look, we're commenting on it. But everybody. I got, I got a thing today from a, a fireplace shop for the cur- Coronavirus in you. We want you to know that right. as you burn your gas log, right. the coronavirus, we are yada, yada. concerned about you and your so potential coronavirus. Becoming a marketing tool as well as a psychological terror, an emotional foil, all these things. Every person I've ever bought anything from in the last year mm-hmm. has contacted me by email. Or any ministry, any book publisher. Right. Everyone's <laughs> I wish I'd hear from a friend or a yeah. pal or something. No, no, you. How are things at home? Things at home are okay. Okay. Yeah. Because you got to take the temperature there's of a, what's happening. There's some at home. tension. Yeah. There's some tension. I have there's a, tension at home? I have a daughter. Well, I mean, you don't have to relish that. <laughs> the way he says that, Mike. <laughs> there's some tension at home? No, no, there's tension at home. I'd like to hear more about that. No, no I, I do not. <laughs> I don't want to delve into no, your private life. You know, so, both of our children are having to leave college. They're Grove Cities. They're at Grove City. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just been a lot of trying to figure out are, are we packing them up for the year are they coming home just for a couple weeks and there's no way to know and so we don't know what we're doing and so we've had to make a couple trips up there and so it's just uh, it's a lot people Mm -hmm. in our house we've enjoyed this we've been empty nesters for about four days that's what it feels (laughs) how'd that feel feel great i I was enjoying it i really really enjoyed it's been a real nice sort of calm pace No one's making a mess. I'm not having to clean. I, I really enjoyed it, but that's going to change. Were you guys drinking big for St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> Two of you? Yeah, we pulled out a, a, a fifth of Jameson's okay. for breakfast, as a matter of fact. We had it. Look, we, if you're Irish, let's go. this is when you blow it out. I am Irish. I know. My mother's maiden name was Maloney. Uh, it doesn't get more Irish Grace than that. Maloney, my dear mother. Who's long since gone? Loved her, loved her crazy. Uh, every St. Patrick's Day, and my mother, my mother, had, what was it called? Is it a vanity? A woman's vanity? Yeah, I think that's the word. The mirror was here. Mm-hmm. Her perfume it had like a little skirt, or maybe mm-hmm. it was just wood and had little tiny drawers. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful piece. Yeah, in her, I don't know why, because it was my mom. In her top left-hand drawer, she had a little round wicker basket, and in that were all manner of St. Pat- Patrick's Day pins. 
Kiss Me, I'm Irish, little felt shamrocks. Hmm. And that's where they stayed all year long. Okay. On the morning of St. Patrick, all seven of us kids would go in there. You'd, you know, look around. Oh, this is my pin. I'm going to wear this today. You'd put it on, and you'd wear that at St. A's. That's sweet. Yeah. That was St. Patrick's for us. Okay. Of course, we always had um, uh, cabbage. There's a little St. Oh, Patrick's corn Day. beef. Corn beef and cabbage. Right. That was a, a tradition for us. Okay. But okay, so St. Patrick's Day was nothing for your family, right? No, you're Polish. The Polish family. Mike, St. Patrick's Day for you? Absolutely. I, I see Absolutely. A, is that a green shirt? That's a blue it, shirt. Well, it kind of sort looks of. green. Okay. Because I'm wearing the, I'm wearing the green today. Are you? Uh, yeah. And I love I, both of you for wearing that. Oh my gosh, she's got green pants on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, That's a commitment. Of course it is. That's a yeah. commitment. Yeah. Uh, so, so Mike, have you been drinking big? I haven't been drinking mm. big. However, I did yours. bust Thank out goodness. the. Uh, <laughs> I did bust out the green dye for mashed potatoes. Green mashed potatoes tonight. Really? Yes. For tonight. Okay. For now tonight. be careful. Here's the deal. One time, my kids and I were goofing around on St. Patrick's Day, and I said, it's St. Patrick's Day, I'm going to make you green eggs and ham. Because it was like we were, I was jumping on Dr. Seuss at the same time, St. Patrick's. I made them. They were disgusting. We threw them away. No. Yeah. So your kids might go, that sounds like a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. yeah. in reality, when it comes out, they're going to go, so you're just going to waste mashed potatoes. I hope not. Just okay. saying, Mike. Let this be a warning to all of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not just St. Patrick's Day, though. No, no. Today is also uh, St. Gertrude's Day. Who I've never heard of. St. Gertrude. So, you know, the Catholic Church has this long historical tradition of saints, mm-hmm. right? Naming saints, they are in some ways intercessors. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole theology. Please don't send me emails about how dare you, okay? Mm-hmm. You, Course, we get enough of those emails. We're talking to God. Friends. I'm talking to God one-on-one. I do not need an intercessor mm-hmm. on my behalf. However, in the Catholic tradition, of course, we all know that, all the saints are there. You know, they're they're praying with you or praying for you. Right. Now, here's my question. Oh. I don't understand how the saints do double duty or I, triple duty. So, Catholic, t- Okay, so tell me about St. Gertrude. They're dead. That's So that's how so, they're doing double or triple duty. I don't know. Okay, so here's the deal. So St. Gertrude was a young woman, St. Gertrude of Nivelles, okay. the patron saint of cats. The patron saint of cats. He's also Mike. the patron saint of travelers, gardeners. She protects against rats and mental illness. <laughs> so that might describe like a dedicated cat owner. Someone who wants to protect against mental illness. i got to be honest. That's a lot of responsibility. Who may get mental illness because of the number of cats that they have. Of course, if you have cats, you're not going to have rats, right? Because they're going to do their due diligence. Not my cats. Right? And travelers. Cats and traveling really don't go hand in no. hand. Because when you travel, you've got to get somebody to take care of your cats. I don't know how mental illness fits in either. I don't know. Because, you know. Anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day. Saint, what's, her, what's her name? It's a fine day. Um, Gertrude. St. Gertrude. Yeah. Happy St. Gertrude's happy Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, St. Gertrude. We're celebrating St. Patrick's Day, the holiday that is most removed from the actual person we're supposedly celebrating. <laughs> That's today on the ride home. Yes. All right, hit your button. Coming okay. up next. Let me just go over here. Yeah, Ron Archer's with us. This this story you're about to hear oh is God. going to blow your mind. The new book is called What Belief Can Do, How God Turned My Pain Into Power and Tragedy Into Triumph and How He Can Do the Same for You. If I did.
101.5 WORD gives you the chance to show an act of kindness that could pay off for you, too. Just a little more kindness. Enter the Kindness Challenge for the chance to win $5,000 for you and $5,000 for a worthy organization. Just a lot more kindness, I think. Enter once each day through the end of April. Get bonus entries for completing individual acts of kindness, plus lots of other ways to increase your chances of winning. Be kind to others and to yourself. Be a little more kind to each other. Enter the Kindness Challenge now at wordfm.com slash kindness. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Limu, when we're not telling people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, I've actually been moonlighting as a DJ. Check it! Here's the good part! Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. You invest in things that are important to you. Whether it's your home, your car, or your mattress, you want to know that you are getting the best product at a fair price that will meet or exceed your needs. At the Original Mattress Factory, our factory direct model and knowledgeable sales staff are here to help. We'll walk you through the process and ensure that you get a high-quality product at a price that works for you. Visit OriginalMattress.com or a store near you to see the OMF difference for yourself. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800 800-555- 2085 And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a real reason for the Easter season. Share it with a friend. Send an Easter greeting for free from CrossCards.com. Sometimes you hear people's life stories and you think, how did you survive that? What happened? I mean, people's stories are just absolutely amazing, especially when they come to the Lord and they are safe in in the hands of Christ. Ron Archer is with us right now, and Ron has a story, I'm telling you, that is unbelievable. What belief can do. Kath's holding up the uh, the book right now. What belief can do. And, uh, it's Ron, amazing. It the is subtitle amazing. is How God Turned My Pain Into Power and Tragedy Into Triumph and How He Can Do the Same for You. Ron, welcome to the show. How are you today? Well, thank you, you two. I'm honored to be on your fantastic show and to spend a little time with your audience and share about what belief can do. How God... Yeah, Ron, can do great things. 
Ron, we're we're blown away by your story, but we can't wait to hear it from your lips. Can we start with uh, you telling us about your mom? Yes. Well, my um, I got to give you some context here. My family is biracial. My my grandmother was German. My grandfather was a black Cuban. They married in Cleveland, and um, that horrific accident happened in the family. Grandpa went to jail. Grandma got cancer, and the family had seven biracial kids. Mom was the oldest, and she was 14 when all this happened. And when women don't get covered, when women are out there by themselves, they're predators. And one gentleman was a predator. He was a pimp, and he told her that she was sitting on a gold mine, and she's 14. What does that mean? She didn't know. And long story short, she was sex trafficked, um, and she became a prostitute and did it for two years and got pregnant at 16. And they wanted to abort this um, thing that was in the way of making money, this baby. It was in the womb, and they tried to beat her up and give her alcohol, took a hanger, straightened it out. The book is raw and real, guys. It's really what happened, and stepped up her body, and she has this baby premature. And uh, that's how we got introduced into the issue that when women say, you just don't know how people will treat you when they think you have no place to go, and nobody to protect you. Hmm. And my mom was exhibit A of that. My mom was like Sophia Loren or uh, just Liz Taylor, just this beautiful olive skin with long black hair. And sometimes, ladies, we know that beauty in the wrong situation can be a curse and not a blessing. And for her, it was a curse. And here she was now sick and her womb destroyed. And she has this, we call it a trick, baby. Let me give you some ghetto vernacular. When a prostitute is having relations with a John or a client, we call that turning a trick. The trick is to make him believe that you love him to get him to pay you money for the encounter. And every now and again, there's a pregnancy involved, and we call that having a trick baby. And nobody wants a trick baby. These are not two people that love having a family. These are two strangers in a business transaction, and there's quality control problem. And typically, these kids get aborted. Uh, because they're not wanted. And that's what almost happened to me, but God spared me. Wow. So, Ron, that baby, the baby that was aborted, tried to be aborted with a coat hanger or alcohol or physical abuse, eventually you showed up by the grace of God. Yeah, I was born premature. I had all kinds of ear, nose, and throat problems, and, you know, my lungs were full of liquid and pneumonia. I was just a mess. I couldn't learn in school. I was labeled expertly mentally retarded. I was a severe stutterer, and uh, my friends had a poem about me in school. His name is Renardo. He is a retardo. He sits on the steeple. When he talks, he spits at the people. And so that's where I was. And then my mother had this babysitter that would come by and babysit when she went out to do her business. She was now a high, high class call girl. And uh, you know, she was so, she was so uh, beautiful. Uh, it must be so happy. She was so beautiful. And that, um, you know, she was now with, you know, rock stars and judges and attorneys and doctors. But this babysitter uh, was a sadist, and she would have a party, and they would call it pin the tail on the donkey. They would get get drunk and unclothe me and take a, uh, a broom uh, handle and sodomize me. Uh, and so after all of that happened, and you kind of know you're – this mistake, your mother's ashamed of you, uh, you're you know, a prostitute kid, you can't learn in school, you've been sexually molested. You learn four things when you get molested. Don't talk, don't trust, don't feel, and pretend it's not happening to you. 
But by age 10, I took my mom's gun, put it to my head, closed my eyes, and wanted to blow my brains out. Uh, but my mom had enough sense to put a, um, a safety on the gun, so I couldn't, I couldn't pull the trigger to make it work. And I was just lost. I went back to my little bedroom at the bottom of the side of a closet, and I hit my head against the wall to go to sleep to forget all the pain and all the trauma and the rejection and the abandonment. And I just cried out. We were atheists. We didn't go to church. There was no Bible, no prayer meetings. There was none of that stuff to hold on to. So it was hopelessness. And I cried out, and I simply said, help me. I don't know who I was talking to. Uh, I didn't know who would listen, but I'm crying, help me. And I believe something, I really do, that God sits high, and he has this gigantic eardrum for the cries of babies in the womb and cries of children being abused. And God sent a teacher to my school named Mrs. Spears. She was a Southern Baptist, Gideon, auxiliary, Bible-carrying woman, and she became my speech pathologist and my coach. She said, hi, baby. My name is Spears. I'm from Mississippi. And I'm going to be the teacher to help you to talk, but I'm going to use the Bible because you are in the Bible. And I'm thinking, you don't know who I am, lady. You know, I know you're a Southern Baptist Mary Poppins, but, you know, I come from some bad stock. I come from prostitution and drugs and violence and you name it. She says, oh, no, baby, let me tell you something. God don't make no junk. And she took me to Jeremiah, and for the first time in my life, a word got introduced into my life, hope that I wasn't by a mistake, that I wasn't just a prostitute kid. I wasn't just being abused for no reason. That it said in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Wow. And, Ron, let me interject. How old were you when this dear woman came into your life? Oh, it was after my suicide attempt. So I was 10. Wow. Yeah, it was the next week Holy that smart. God sent this angel, this white Southern Baptist Gideon Bible-carrying woman to when i cried out help me he heard me and, and being that guy being that kid you had to carry all sorts of scars i mean you yourself must have been oh, angry God. violent you must have been a wild thing because look what happened no to you. no 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 i was just the opposite i was a really? recluse you were i was okay. had low self-esteem i stuttered so i didn't talk i see you know so i just kept to myself i was i was um self-loathing i didn't think i was of any value but I wasn't any trouble. I just wanted not to exist. Yeah, yeah. So I was just the opposite of that. I was, I see. you know, maybe if I just be quiet, nobody will abuse me. Right. They won't see me. In essence, I wanted to be invisible. Gonna hide I away. wanted to be translucent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so this wonderful teacher uh, began to teach me the Bible. And my goodness, man, it, it, I, so when I found out, that I was created in the image of God, laid there by divine design, that it didn't matter, really, who my parents were, because God was my father. Man, I just took her Bible to get in, but she gave it to me, and I memorized 2,000 scriptures. I couldn't get enough of these heroic stories of Moses being a stutterer, but God made him a leader. David, you know, being a little shepherd boy, becoming king, and all And these guys were not perfect. They were dysfunctional. I learned something, that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies who he's called by his mercy and grace. And I said, well, if they could be used by God, why not me? I mean, they're, they have problems. They have dysfunctionalities. They, they had all kinds of strange backgrounds and abuse and all kinds of rejection and abandonment issues. And so I said, God, here I am. I want to be used by you. I want that scripture that Mrs. Spears said that I'm going to be an ambassador for you. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where. But I know you, and I know nothing's impossible with you. 
Ron Arch is with us, founder and president of Life Outreach International in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm holding in my hands his new book. It's called What Belief Can Do, How God Turned My Pain Into Power and Tragedy Into Triumph and How He Can Do the Same for You. Ron, what age were you when you started linking what you were reading in the Bible to yourself? Age 12, which I find, okay. looking back at it, miraculous. Really amazing. You know, in the Jewish tradition, that's manhood, that's yes. bar mitzvah. That's what Jesus spoke in the temple. Uh, that's when uh, David was anointed to be king. So it was age 12 that I uh, began to really apply these principles, and I stopped stuttering. When you really? when you memorize 2,000 scriptures, there's a side benefit I didn't know about. Your reticular activating system and uh, your uh, cerebellum develops a photographic memory. So school became easy. I became a scholar. I mean, I knew every dinosaur's name, couldn't forget it. I could talk about Aristophanes, Euripides, Chrysides, and Paracletes, the Climate Acropolis, Medici, Parthenon. I became a straight-A student. And then I would read the Bible so much out loud. I read it out loud. I memorized it out loud. My elocution, my projection, my ability to speak. But then there was a lady in our neighborhood who lost her husband to murder. She had three kids, and she was like the Apostle Paul. She took all of us to church every Sunday. And I sat in this church, and there was this dynamic pastor. Woo! He was a Moody Bible Institute guy, Dallas Seminary. He preached the Word through homiletics, hermeneutics, exegesis. I sat in the front row. And it's something about being a fatherless child. You don't know who you are. You don't know what you're going to become. You become what you behold. And if you don't behold anything, you become like a blind man in a dark room chasing black cats and simply on that there. Mm. But this man became my role model. He was brilliant. He was articulate. He was a Marine as well. He was disciplined. He was, and I just lived on every word. I took notes. All the friends were like, man, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm going to be him one day. Wow. I'm going to be him. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to inspire people with the Word of God. And by, so that was four years of being under his tutelage. At age 16, he said, you have been so faithful. You study so hard. You work so hard. I'm going to give you the evening service to yourself. That'll be your church. And I was overwhelmed at 16. And so I studied, and I got up, and 10 and 12 people at a time were getting saved. By 18, I go off to college, and I become student body president at my university. We have 500 young people in a Bible study. Then I become a pastor. And then I'm on television, and I make my first million dollars in business at 28. I'm a, I'm a Cleveland Browns NFL chaplain. All this is happening so rapid fire. And my, and my family is still not safe there. It says, there's something about this Jesus. This uh, look at this boy. Look, look, he can talk and walk. Yeah. My goodness! And it was Mother's Day in my church, which is huge in the black church. I'm Baptist preacher, and you know Easter's number one, and Mother's Day's number two, and we call it Big Hat Day. Everybody comes to church with a big hat, like yeah. six sombreros. <laughs> and my mom comes to church. Oh Lord, I'm so excited, you know. And God says, preach from Hebrews 11, the Hall of Faith, and I preached, you know. And and then I realized something. There's many men in that chapter, the Hall of Faith, right? David and Gideon and Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, but only two women are included. One is Sarah, makes sense. She's the mother of the Jewish people, but who would be the second woman that God would allow to be in the Hall of Faith? It wasn't Esther, Naomi, Mary, uh, all these great women. It was Rahab the prostitute. Mm -hmm. She was grafted in by her faith to become part of the lineage of Jesus Christ himself. And when I preach that message, the rehab of Rahab, how God uses greatly those who have been wounded very deeply, that everything you've gone through in your life is a down payment on your destiny, 
my mom came to know Jesus. Wow. And when she got saved, I just listen, about 1.5 million people have come to Christ in my years in ministry from age, age 18 until 56, which I am now. But that was the moment of moments when I could baptize my mother, have her say the sinner's prayer. And when she got saved, she just went out to the streets and brought the whole family, because mm. she's the oldest, and they follow her. And uncles and aunts and cousins and grandma and grandpa all came to church and got saved because she got saved, because she was the oldest in the family. Ron Archer is with us. What belief can do, how God turned my pain into power and tragedy into triumph, and how he can do the same for you. We need to step away for a few minutes. Ron, staying with us. I mean, this is an unbelievably beautiful, powerful story. So stay with us. Ron's going to come back and follow up with more of the story. you met it's as if you were custom made for each other why should your jewelry be any different trinity jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story see how at trinityjewelers.com In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. What are the children eating today? Only tomatoes with uh, tortilla. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to that whole week. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say food, dial pound 250 and say food, dial pound 250 and say food or give online at wordfm.com. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code Word. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. The message Liberty Mutual Insurance customizes your coverage so you only pay for what you need is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. 
where you can customize your coverage so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, partly cloudy skies with a low 32. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness with a little rain late in the afternoon and a high 58. Tomorrow night, mild with rain and a low 49. Thursday, mostly cloudy and warm with spotty afternoon showers and a high 67. Friday, cloudy with a few showers and a thunderstorm and a high 69. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Streaming live on Facebook. John and I are happy you're with us today. Find us on Facebook at 101.5 Word FM. If you'd like to watch the show unfold, you can also listen to us mm-hmm. on any of your streaming platforms or download our podcast on any of those same platforms. Or on the radio. Or listen on the actual the radio. radio, which is crazy. That's that old-fashioned device that has like an on-off button and a little dial. A couple of knobs. We're really enjoying our conversation with Dr. Ron Archer. Ron is an author, a world-renowned inspirational speaker and business executive, as well as a leadership trainer for corporations and the military. He is also advised several U.S. presidents. Born prematurely in the ghetto of Cleveland, Ohio, to a 17-year-old single mother and call girl, Ron Archer grew up as a severe stutterer with a string of health problems and learning difficulties, a lot of which he shared with us already. His life drastically changed when a teacher stepped in and showed him the love of God. Ron has traveled all over the world to preach and share his incredible life story. Back in 2014, a YouTube video of his testimony at Gideon's International Convention went viral and has reached since then more than 9 million people online. Ron, we're happy you're still with us. I am excited to be with you guys. My goodness, what a great team you are. I love the variation of voices, personalities, energy. You guys are a great team. You're very kind. Thank you, Ron. Okay, Ron, so you told us this story, this amazing story of being conceived uh, by a prostitute who was your mother, a young girl who became um, a prostitute at the age of 14 from 16. Then she became a high-priced call girl out there yes. for years and years and years. Then on Mother's Day, by the grace of God, you're preaching and teaching at a church. She shows up and gets saved. Now, yes. in one felt swoop, though, for you as a young boy to carry all these feelings, all these emotions towards your mother, what was that like to see her new in Christ, but at the same time knowing that all you endured because of her sinfulness? How did you forgive them? You know, you know, you know, guys, I'm going to tell you, the Bible has so much in it to heal us, so much to reveal to us about how to handle adversity and setback. Yeah, I was hurt, and I felt less than, and I felt um, that my life didn't have any value early on. But as I got saved and really began to read the stories of redemption, my story's a lot like Joseph. You know, Joseph was a young man who had a dream, and he told his family, and his brothers were so jealous of him, they said, here comes this dreamer, let's kill him and see what comes of his dream. And he got sold, came up, put into a pit, and I believe the word pit means profit and training. He got taken out of the pit, and then he got sold into slavery, then he was in prison, and then became the second-in-command of Pharaoh's kingdom because of using his dream. But here's what I love about the story. No matter what he went through, all the significant emotional events, the trauma, the rejection, the abuse, you got to know that the guy's got to be, what's wrong? I just shared my dream. Why is all this going wrong? That happens to people. But then something amazing happened. He gets elevated to a position of power, and he gets the DNA of 
God in his heart. He gets the panoramic view of God's perspective. And he says when his brothers show up for starvation, they're hungry, he says, don't be angry at yourself and don't be afraid because you did not put me here. God did to save many lives. What was meant for evil, God is using for good. And what I realized, I was almost like Jesus on the cross when you look at his mother, Mary. He didn't call her mother pain on the cross. He said, woman, behold thy son. And that was profound to me because I realized something. My mother had never been loved in her life. She'd never experienced true love from a man. She had been used and abused all of her life, and she didn't know how to love. And so I no longer looked at her as a mother who had flaws. I looked at her as a woman who needed the love of Jesus. And part of my job was to forgive and to love and to restore and to say, Mom, you didn't put me here. God did to save many lives. And I'm telling you, if we get that perspective, if we get that point of view, don't blame people. Don't walk around being bitter and angry. God knows what he's doing. He will turn your pain into power. He will turn your wounds into wisdom. He will turn your tragedy into triumph. If you just get his point of view. And my whole family got saved because God gave me that perspective. It's not about you. God does everything, well, I believe, in his 3G network for his glory, because in his glory, miracles happen. In his glory, people are saved. In his glory, families are redeemed. In his glory, marriages are saved. In his glory, that kid gets off drugs. In his glory, when you worship and praise and get lost in the essence of God, his glory comes down and transforms your head, your heart, your hands, and your habits. He does it also for your growth, so you can grow, because life will grip you, rip you, strip you, flip you, whip you, and dip you, man. That's life. Mm -hmm. But God will equip you and ship you, because all our messages are, are our mess with age on it. Preach that. Ron Archer doesn't even need us here. Mike, no. you can just zero John and I out because he's hitting it. it Ron, Ron. Archer is author, business executive, NFL chaplain, speaker, and leadership trainer for corporations in the military. He currently reaches more than 250,000 people a year through his speaking engagements. We need to take a break. That's right. Let's come back and hear the rest of the story from Ron Archer. The book I'm holding in my hand, What Belief Can Do. WORD Dr. Michael Youssef The Christian faith was not founded on social work. The Christian faith was not founded in Christian ethics. The Christian faith was not founded on some set of rules. No in a million knows. The foundation of our faith is Jesus and Jesus alone. Be challenged this week on Leading the Way. 
tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job, it's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Hundreds of ministries have discovered the success of a partnership with OnePlace.com, the largest online Christian broadcast platform on the web. Here's Greg Laurie. By partnering with OnePlace, we've been able to expand our online ministry in a way that complements our current web strategy for maximized outreach and impact. And Dr. David Jeremiah. Many of the new listeners we reach here each day through OnePlace are now faithful ministry supporters. Introduce your ministry to our audience. Visit us at OnePlaceRadio.com. <laughs> We're talking to Ron Archer. Love this. Fabulous story. Incredible Author, story. Uh, inspirational speaker, business executive, uh, NFL chaplain. Yeah. He's done everything. He's done it all. Ron, I, I love your story so much. And one of the, the big things is that you know you didn't point the finger at people and say, "Hey, you know, you guys did this, or the government <laughs> should help do this." Or, I mean, no. you saw yourself as this kid, and I love that there were two people who looked at you and thought, "I'm going to help this kid out. I'm going to bring him along." I mean, those two yep. things together, you're you know, you're not playing the blame game, and people love it on you, changed your life forever. Yeah, you know, I don't believe in the blame game. I don't believe. I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. I am not somebody going to walk around the rest of my life thing that uh, we call it the the psychology of entitlement. You owe me something. Nobody owes me anything. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to do something, because if if the government does it, where does God get his glory? If the government does everything for me and and, and, and on welfare, there's no glory given to God. But when you reach out by faith and say, God, here I am, and I'm going to serve you, and I'm going to walk with you, he brings people along. The, 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 the church must stop letting the government do 
what God has ordained us to do by being mentors, by being coaches, by being those kinds of people that can impact the world, because then he gets all the glory. And that's what we want to focus on. And so when I thought about Jesus, my Savior, my Lord, my everything, when he was on the cross, oh man, you know, he's up there suffering, and he looks like he could have said, God, strike him down. God, drown him in a second flood. But instead he says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. You can't play the blame game when you understand you're worthy to go to hell. You are not anything special except for the blood of Christ. It's so when God's grace descends upon you and sets you free, then you have a responsibility then to offer that same grace and mercy to other people and be grateful. Yeah. Not walk around being angry and mad. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. I ain't got time, man. Too many, many people die and go to hell. So many families messed up. So many things going wrong. And God gave me the antidote. His word, his mercy, his grace, hard work. I always tell people, it takes three G's to run a ministry. The grace of God, the grit of hard work, and lots of greenbacks, and God will send all three to you if you have the faith to reach out and launch out, because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Okay, Ron, i got to break in. But, okay, so um, we're listening to you. It You make it sound very e- not. It does sound easy. It sounds easy. It sounds straightforward. Oh, no. But it's not. No. But we know it's not like that on a day-to-day basis, right? Uh, let me just give you a little thing. The person on top of the mountain didn't fall there. you got to climb. You gotta climb, you're gonna fall. Remember that failure is never final. It's not the falling down, it's the laying down. When life knocks you down, land on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up, so you don't give up. I never said it was easy, but takes three things. Three things I've learned. Vision, persistence, and resilience. Vision, you gotta hold on to that picture God gave you. Like David did when he was twelve years old, like like uh, Joseph did when he got uh, the word that he was being this dream maker, like like Paul in Damascus wrote. When God gives you a word, come fuck or high water, you don't let go of it, you hold on to it. That's what belief does. It gives you hope and power and persistence. Then you got to be persistent. It can happen tomorrow. It's not going to be exposed to anything. you got to get out here and knock on doors and, and present your vision. I mean, I've been told no so many times, but that's okay, because blessings delay is not a blessing denied. Sometimes God just wants to know how hungry are you? How bad do you want it? It's, this, is not, this is not holy welfare. You, it's, it's earned fare. And sometimes, look at Moses, 40 years being a somebody, 40 years being a nobody, and 40 years what God can do with it. Nobody can reach everybody. Sometimes God will test you. Do you want it? Look at Jacob and his wife, Rachel. He had to work 14 years for this woman. If he loved her. Sometimes God will How much do you want it? How bad do you really want this dream? You've got to be visionary. You've got to be persistent and lasting. You have got to be resilient. Life is hard. Things are going to go wrong. Cats and dogs are going to sit together and create cuppies. Your dreams will turn into nightmares. But you've got to have the resiliency. But see, that's where the Holy Spirit comes from. The Holy Spirit gets inside of us, the gift of God, the comfort of the advocate. And he gives us this gift called resiliency. When you want to get knocked down, the uh, here it is, come on. The joy of the Lord mm-hmm. is my and when you have the Holy Spirit, when life knocks you down, you become like a Super Bowl. Bounce back up. What was meant for evil turns into good. We know all things weren't given for the good. So the resiliency you get 
is because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I tell people all the time, I go to the ghetto, I coach, I said, listen, life is 10% what happens to you, but 90% how you choose to respond to it. Nobody can ride your back unless it is bent. It's not what people call you, it's what you agree with. I'm sick of the whiners and, and the doomsayers and the finger pointers. God has given us everything we need to be great, to be successful, to be dynamic. I don't care. And so when I talk to them, I got credibility. Because they're like, did you come from a prostitute? Were you sexually abused with a broomstick? Were you a stutterer? Did they call you a target in school? Then what's your excuse? Don't give me none of that. Amen to that. Ron Archer, what belief can do how God turned my pain into power and tragedy into triumph and how you can do the same? Ron, we just got literally two minutes left. Okay, so we're in unprecedented times. I'm sure you've thought about it, talked about it, prayed about it. When you oh, think yeah. about what's upon us, this pandemic, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God said, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will hear the land. Over 61 million babies have been aborted in the United States with tax dollars. We got some repenting to do. We got to get on our face before God. And we have to understand that God is merciful and gracious to protect us and restore us. But we have to understand that sometimes God will send something our way to put us on our face and repent. It's not going to kill you, but it will get your attention. It will help you pray. You know what? I'm telling you, I welcome the storms. You know why? The only way you can fly is when you face adversity, because the wind gives you lift. God wants to raise us up to a new place in him as a nation, as a country. So you know what? I like what Joseph said. What was meant for evil, God mm-hmm. is going to drive so many people to prayer, so many people to church eventually, so many people to their faces. God, what must I do to become saved? So I look at it as the greatest recruiting time yeah. for the kingdom of God to get right with God, repent, and watch God do a miracle in the lives of his people. Fabulous. Ron, come to Pittsburgh. It has been a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Although you know, I worked with the Steelers many times. Actually, they they um, the city of Pittsburgh named the day after me, April second or something, Ron Archer Day. What? I've been to Pittsburgh so many times. I love the Steelers. Wait city. a minute, the Steelers, the Steelers. I cannot yeah, believe man. we have not crossed paths yeah. all your times to Pittsburgh. That has to be I remedied know. immediately. Come to Pittsburgh and join us yeah, in yeah. studio. John Mitchell, who's the assistant head coach, one of my best friends. Fabulous. What? Oh, my wow. gosh. At heart, See, it is God's will that people come to be Steeler fans as well. That's Ron Archer. The Ron, book, thanks a lot, brother. What Belief Can Do, How Good God stuff. Turned My Pain Into Power, Tragedy Into Triumph, and How He Can Do the Same for You. Fabulous. If you missed any part of the story, check out our podcast at wordfm.com, johnandkathyshow.com, wherever you get your podcasts, or watch the show again on Facebook after it's over this evening. We're streaming live, 101.5, Word FM. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorkehe inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. 
We'll pray at the ancient western wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit SebGorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's SebGorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. The man, the yellow man. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. The man, the yellow van, Service Master. How can a fully stocked restroom improve your image? How can serviced fire extinguishers or a first aid cabinet make your employees more prepared? How can comfortable work apparel make your business more productive? For over a million customers, the answer is simple. Cintas. Cintas delivers everything you need to open your doors with confidence. Because helping keep businesses well-equipped, clean, and looking their best, that's our business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We are streaming on the 1.5 Word FM on Facebook. People have chimed in. You can see Lots us. Lots of people. I'm trying to answer as many people as I possibly can. Maybe the first time you've seen us you know, here in the studio. We've received these um, this missive a few times. People are concerned that as we're in the studio that we're a little too close to each other. Mm-hmm. This is less than six feet. It's not appropriate social distancing, I'll be honest with no, you. No, it's not, but you know, we've got to, this is the, I mean, it's not like we're working in a mill. It's right. not that dangerous. Well, I guess it is. Is it's, this dangerous? I, I think it's, I think it's very dangerous, actually. But fortunately, I think we're probably only dangerous to the two of us, and we're both such schmucks. Well, I go sit in your office, and we're like, literally, like, this right. far apart. I mean, yeah. It, 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 what are going to do? I don't know. I'm trying to maintain appropriate social distancing in all the rest of my life. Me too. But here between four and six weekdays, it's just not possible. It is not. What no. if you guys can come in here and join me if you want? Oh, I can't believe you said that. You would not let us in there, mm-hmm. even if we wanted to come in. Mm-hmm. Probably Mike not. is antiseptically sealed in his right, tiny right. little bubble, like happy cavern. He doesn't want any kind of involvement. No. Let's not get sick. Okay, okay. let's not get sick. Right, but you. we're going to, but hey, if we get sick, 
And I think it's important to say a lot of people we know are going to get sick. Right. We just have to accept that. We can't be looking at this and saying, oh, I'm sure nothing's going to happen. It's not that, that big of a deal. It is a really big deal. Is this big is deal. a time to show up, to stand on our two feet, to believe in God, and to be brave. Right. And it, it's going to be hard. But at the same time, use common sense. But use common sense. Wash <laughs> your hands, and here's us. John. Use okay. common sense. We're like three feet apart from each other. Whatever. Okay. Hey, I went to the strip today. Oh, did you? Though? I did. You buy um, some olives and cheese. I, this is why I went to the strip. I went because I think our grocery stores have done well um, with all of the you know hordes of people that have been going in, oh stocking gosh. up on everything. But I worry about smaller markets. Sure. And so I went down there and I thought, whatever cash I have to spend on food, I want to spend it down there nice. today. Good idea. I don't know how long they're going to be open. I don't know. Anyway, so I went to all my favorite places, tried to talk to each one of my people, mm-hmm. the you know people who are the cashiers or the guy at the deli counter or whatever it is, and they're having a hard time. Are they really? Yes, of course they are. Well, you think that'd be a natural place low. for people to go? Right, because the supermarkets. Have you been to Giant Eagle lately? The the, the shelves are stripped bare. That, that, that's what I mean. I there are a lot of of bare shelves down there as well. It's sure, not like sure, nobody's sure. down there. I'm just saying that it's it's a hard time well, and things go. were very slow today. So if you are healthy. And if you can go out and maintain appropriate social distancing, when I walked into PenMac, I put gloves on. Mm-hmm. Um, I took them off when I left. Do whatever you can do to be healthy and well. But if you're going and you're a customer who normally goes to the strip, this would be a great time nice. to uh, give some money to a business that needs it. I've been it. thinking about you in the strip because you made a visit and you did something very unlike Kathy Emmett's, which is you bought some sort of prosciutto. Oh, I bought salami. Oh, salami. Golfetta. I bought which, Italian salami, which no, I you, never buy. You don't like these kind no, of meats. No, I don't like you know cold cuts, any of that kind of thing. But I started thinking about salami a couple of weeks ago. Of course ago. you I did. I don't know where that mm, came from. Don't you love it? It is so delicious. What's it, What's this called? Golfetta. G-O-L-F-E-T-T-A. Combine something. It's available at the back counter at Pen Mac. Know it well. It's sliced thin. Yeah. It's not cheap. Uh-huh. Okay. You should get it with New York sharp cheddar, which oh, they will also nice. slice thinly for you, and it will make the sandwich of the week really? for you. I guarantee mm-hmm. it. Absolutely great. Right, so I wonder if, like you know, the like Mancini's. Yep, they're still I was in there today. Bread. Yep, I was in there. Uh, what's the uh, the other bread place, which is the best? Uh, Breadworks. Breadworks. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I was not in there today because mm-hmm. they're not in the strip. Fabulous. I was in Reina's, the Mexican market. I was in Stimulus, the Greek market. Doing I was well. in Pen Mac. I was at Woolies. Mm-hmm. Um, Woolies. I was in Presta George. Fish. They've got the, yep. the fish. Okay, yep. good. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So what we've seen at Giant Eagle is like, you know, there's nothing there. So you're saying, of course, people have taken I things. I mean, there's a lot that's not there. But I'm just saying, if you have money to spend and you need food and you love a business in the strip right. like I do, then go down and give them your business. So I wonder if this weird frenzy will abate at some point. Okay, there's a Giant Eagle down here um, Parkway Center. Now, for years, that was sort of like my after work. I'd go and get a few things, whatever, for you know, for dinner for our family. There's nobody there, ever, never. All of a sudden, it's like Times Square. Mm -hmm. I was pulling in there today. There were five, literally five cars behind me. I made a left. I thought, I'm not going to go there. There's no point. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. I mean, so the frenzy of people buying everything. Will that somehow even out? I don't know. Will you relax? It's a complete unknown. I mean, it is a complete unknown. How much food do you are you going to store up? 
I don't know. I mean, they've told us that the supply chains are in good shape, mm-hmm. that more is on its way, but people seem like they're out of their minds I know. with fear. I don't know what to say. But you know what? I was in Reina's Mexican Market, yeah. which is at the corner of Penn and 21st. Oh, yeah. I walked in today to get my tortillas, and the woman behind the counter said, honey, how are you doing? She looked me right in the eye. Mm. And I said, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? And she said, I'm doing okay because I know where my help comes from. Mm. Oh, she was preaching the gospel she to sure people. Was. She was. I mean, we had a wonderful conversation, and it was not born out of bravado. Yeah. It was born out of humility. need and humility. Yeah. And she was saying, and then she said, when I left, she said, we're going to see each other again soon, right? Sooner rather than later. Fabulous. And I said, absolutely. That's so, good. I mean, we got to be optimistic. Of we, course. we have to pray for our leaders. We have to be responsible but, on our own. You know, own. it's like what Ron said, you know, our last guest. I mean, here it is. Something's upon us. Right. So, so this we is should time. submit and we right. should pray and mm-hmm. we should be humble before the Lord because, you know, look at our country. I We've know. been off the rails for a long time. Maybe this is a course correction. That's all. Let the course correction start with you. Yes. We have a terrific five o'clock hour coming up. We're going to talk about marriage during the coronavirus. <laughs> Everyone's right. Every, everybody's right. Nobody's room, wrong. No, nobody's no, wrong. I agree. We'll also talk about an international vision, get our minds on something other than the United States with Laurie Thompson. A lot more in the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned on the ride home. Thanks for being with us. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump promising he's going big with plans to blunt the economic pain caused by the coronavirus outbreak. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said the government intends to send checks to Americans within the next two weeks. The Trump administration allowing Americans to delay paying their taxes. As the nation grapples with the pandemic, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin encouraging Americans who can to file their taxes on or before April 15th to do so that they don't lose out on their tax refunds. But... He says that if Americans owe the IRS money, they can defer up to $1 million for individuals and $10 million for corporations without interest and penalties for 90 days. On Wall Street, stocks have been up and down on this Tuesday. The Dow finishing ahead 1,049 points. The Nasdaq up 430. This is SRN News. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheet, You'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code WORD. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. 
What are the children eating today? Salad, tomatoes, con tomate, con tortilla. Only tomatoes with uh, tortilla. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to the whole week. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say food. Dial pound 250 and say food. Dial pound 250 and say food. Or give online at wordfm.com. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to christianheadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Tonight... Partly cloudy skies with a low 32. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness with a little rain late in the afternoon and a high 58. Tomorrow night, mild with rain and a low 49. Thursday, mostly cloudy and warm with spotty afternoon showers and a high 67. Friday, cloudy with a few showers and a thunderstorm and a high 69. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Uh, We're streaming, 101.5 Word FM on Facebook. You can check us out, see our mugs in living color for the first time. I'm trying to respond to Mm -hmm. people as they make their comments. Just be a little patient as I uh, get it all together. Oh, Oh, I just touched my face. Oh. I touched my face twice in the first Holy hour. Mike, are you still maintaining a count or no? I sure am. Okay. I sure am. Wait, I did... how many times is he touching his face? Tons of times. Exactly. So what the heck? Calling us out on it. Well, I can't take the time to focus on his face. I mean, I just, it's just <laughs> I just can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Overwhelmed. I mean, the, the Mrs. Mike Duffy can do that. I mean, that's, that's an awful lot. Okay. How are things at the uh, Emmons household? Between I mean, you they're and the mister. okay. Mm-hmm. Between me and the mister. Yeah. There's a lot of delving into the personal in this show. Look, we know each other very well, right? Yeah. We're pretty much an open book with each other. Yeah. Right? I mean, You're right. There's no hiding. Okay. All right. You want the real story? Yeah. It's, it's been okay. okay it has good. been okay. There were some tense moments last night. Mm. Um, mm. because we were talking about grocery shopping today yeah. and my husband was concerned that we were going to overbuy, that we were going to like turn into crazy people. Yeah. And I was saying that we weren't crazy people. I was not going to buy, you know, right. all the ketchup on the shelf, but I did want to buy something. But that 
did come down. Oh, good. It only lasted maybe five minutes, which I feel is pretty good. Yeah. And then you know what we did? Hmm. We watched Groundhog Day. The movie? The three of us, my oh, family and I. Oh, an excellent choice. It was such, that is such a good movie I for a time movie. like this. Mm, I do. It yes. is really sweet. We very, are very all, good. I had seen it before. My husband and daughter never had. Never had seen never it. Never had. What the heck? Always wanted to, and I thought this could be the night, and it was. Very, very so good. So all ended well. Okay. Thank you for asking. Have you delved into The Crown yet? No, we have not delved okay. into The Crown yet. See, I'm kind of like. See, here. I like the serious stuff. Yeah. My family is a little more, they want comic relief. Well, this is a good time for comic relief, so, okay. is it not? Okay. So I'm wondering about, you know, what happens you know, between you and the mister and Mike and the missus. And well, course, we'll get into that in the next segment, missus, clearly. Right. Mike, if you'd make some notes, so you're ready to <laughs> share something and about And prepare you. to share those in detail on tomorrow's show. We'll be standing by for that. Okay. Uh, New York Times article, welcome to marriage during the coronavirus. Remember, both of you are right. Okay, so okay. the story essentially is, this is written by uh, Jennifer Senior. She's an opinion columnist for the New York Times. <laughs> we'll leave that we'll sit leave. right there. We'll just let it sit there. Because, I mean, that's a heck of a title. Anyway, she's talking about her own marriage and how they process information, right? She says that her husband essentially is a news hoarder where he just takes in volumes. He's probably like us. Okay. Volumes and volumes and volumes. Where she you know, is very specific about what her information sources. I think working for, working for the Times, you'd be all over that. It would be flip-flopped. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they're talking about the coronavirus and you know what's going to happen or what may happen. And there was a spark, a disagreement. Mm-hmm. And what she's saying essentially is that you know, in all things, your partner, your husband, your wife – you share different styles. Right. And so she said, as we look at news and information from this, everybody can be right. Because looking at the big picture can cause some people anxiety. Looking at the minute picture can cause other people anxiety. So have a little sense of space and allowability to make sure that everybody has their perspective and you don't have to get into like a crazy why is she thinking that whenever i can see all this and she's focused on that or why is he thinking of this whole thing when i'm focused on this and why can't you see that all right so that's kind of i I think that applies to the disagreement my husband and i had last night is that we were both right right i mean i don't want to be a crazy person who's buying 18 containers of bleach so that no one else who lives around me can buy bleach. I don't want to be that person. At the same time, it was good for me to go out and buy some things today. So we both were right. Right. Yes. And so there's but, an, boy, uh, things amp up really fast. Yeah, they do. Well, because look, we're, all of a sudden now, you know, we're in close quarters, and this it's so deeply emotional. It's as though everything is life and death. Yes. And you know, what are you buying the prosciutto for, or the salami? Right. I mean, right? I'm buying it for me. Yeah. I don't know. Look, um, we're still coming to work. So, and my wife, she's still going to her work. Right. And we're going to come to work as long as we possibly can, hopefully every single day. I hope so too. Yeah. We want to be here. That's our goal. We want to be part of your family. Right. right? And we want to give you a place to check in, uh, especially now that we're streaming live video on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM. If you're at home and you feel out of sorts, if you're trying to do your job, but in a whole different environment and your kids are there and your dog is everywhere and everything's falling. Log on, because we'd be happy to be a part um, of your community and encourage you to be a part of Mm -hmm. ours. The three of us are just trying to work it out 
We're I just, mean, we're like you. I we mean, have a pre-show meeting every day at twelve thirty. Well, I mean, it's not sometimes, really twelve thirty. Sometimes it it's, happens at twelve forty-five. It started at noon, then it moved to twelve thirty. Uh, today There's it was a lot like going on. <laughs> you know these people. That's a lie. Yeah, what? That is a lie. What he's just shown the people that he doesn't know them. Of yeah. course, yeah. No, he's saying that about us. I know, yeah. Like he's trying to. Oh, like somehow he's drawing the line. Like yeah, Mike's me. in there, like the uh, font of wisdom. Yeah. Let, let me just drop a story from yesterday in case you weren't able to be with us on, uh, on yesterday's show. During this pre-show meeting we're talking about, Mike was at home, yeah. I was at home, John was at home. Mike had us on speakerphone, and his wife and young son were there. Oh, you do know us. And and his son is three years old. Mm-hmm. And I heard, and you heard, yeah. his wife say, don't put your head by the toilet. Now, wait a second. We're having a serious discussion about topics for the show. Right. And in the background, you hear Mrs. Duffy say, don't put your head by the toilet. My opinion of Mike, like, knows though. <laughs> what? Totally. Like, what is... All of a sudden, like, you know... What the heck is he doing at home? We're, like, supposed to be serious-minded people oh here. Gosh. We're having a theological discussion. We're like media and then professionals. <laughs> then I picture Mike laying on the bathroom floor with his head next what to the jar. What does he do at home? Good night. Now, he says that he she was actually speaking to uh, Dr. J, his three-year-old. That's what he says. I don't know. Yeah. It's my kid. Mm-hmm. The sad thing is that instantly, and I mean this sincerely, I'm not just saying this to be funny, I thought she was talking to Mike. I thought so, too. <laughs> I, I really like, did. I actually thought that. Yeah. Well, it didn't help that she brought my name up after she said, get your head away from the toilet. See? Pause. Mike. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, what? that's probably why I thought she was talking right. to Mike because she said the word Mike. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. So that's another instance of people now because of the coronavirus working from home, yeah. right? And yeah. it creates are, some weird tension. Things are amping up a little bit. Right. There was some angst in Mrs. Uh, New Mike's. Yeah. There surely voice. was. Welcome to my world. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome. Wait, to Mike. I should say that uh, today's St. Patrick's Day. Hey, Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, Thank you so much. John, and to you, Mike, mm-hmm. from Thank both you, of you from Irish descent. It's a fine day. It sure is. Th- did you like Lucky Charms as a kid? I sure did. That's never. my only connection. Never. You never ate. Lucky Charms? I mean, I never liked them. I love them so much. I grew to like them when I was maybe, I think after I had a child, I had some kind of craving for them. Really? Your kid said, hey, mom, can we have those marshmallows? Well, they were infants, so I don't think it was them. It must have been somebody else. It was you? It was my, I think it was my niece that introduced, my, you know my niece Meg. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure she introduced she the Lucky, Lucky, Charms. Lucky Charms into our house. Yeah. You know you could buy just the marshmallows. That's disgusting. What? Yeah. Just the Lucky Charms. You can buy the entire bag of marshmallows in the Lucky Charms. Isn't that horrible? It's amazing. The power of Irish civilization, the great, you know, potato famine and, you know, all the kings and all that, all the great faith of all these people. And for me in America, it comes down to some cheesy breakfast cereal. It's really stupid. Or just St. Patrick himself. It's a fine I know. Poor St. Patrick. (laughs) I know. Right? Driving the snakes out of Ireland. Right. And there I'm going. Bringing bringing the truth of Jesus to the country of Ireland and we honor him by getting drunk the Saturday night before his big day. Those crazy wackadoodles over on the south side. Good. And at least you guys weren't doing that. No, thank goodness. (laughs) Coming up next, we're going to take our eyes off of the U.S. for a minute and uh, remember that there's a bigger world out there. An international vision. We'll talk to the very Reverend Dr. Henry L. Thompson. His name's Laurie. He's Dean and President of Trinity School for Ministry. We'll talk about Ethiopia, all the good stuff going on there. That's next on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. When a friend is suffering with a terminal disease, when your parent or grandparent is on their deathbed, they want to know, and you want to know, one thing that there is hope. Well, in the face of death, there is no greater hope than knowing that the end is not the end. 
That's John MacArthur's focus this week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Springhouse vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit, to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction, like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. Gosh, we need to get our attention on something other than ourselves. Oh, always better to do that. Seriously, I really think that's a problem. Um, so John and I were talking about ways that we could kind of, I don't know, expand our view. And remember that there's an enormous world out there. Is there ever. And uh, so we thought of Laurie. Uh, Laurie has recently traveled to Ethiopia, and we thought he could give us a perspective on something that's outside of America. Mm-hmm. Let me introduce him before he comes on the air. The very Reverend Dr. Henry L. Thompson. He goes by Laurie. He's dean and president and associate professor of liturgy at the Trinity School for Ministry, a place we deeply love in Ambridge, PA. Laurie, welcome back. John and Kathy, thank you so much. Good to be with you. Our pleasure. Lori, uh, hey, we heard you just came back from Ethiopia. What's the story behind that? Well, we try to require all of our students to do a cross-cultural internship and uh, uh, and stretch themselves in a context that they really don't know. And uh, as part of the faculty, I felt I need to be responsible and, and uh, keep keep myself challenged as well. So Ethiopia was a new world for me, and uh, I went with Bishop Grant, who used to be the the uh, uh, Bishop of the Horn of Africa for the Anglicans, and uh, he took me with him, and we had a team of uh, 
five, and we had a fabulous uh, three weeks. Fabulous. So is Ethiopia, uh, is it a largely Muslim country, Laurie? No, it's not. Oh. Um, uh, that was perhaps one of the, the biggest surprises to me. Um, they are surrounded certainly by a, um, a Muslim context around them, but the country itself is strongly, strongly Orthodox in its uh, identity. Really? And uh, they, uh, we actually had a, a little bit of a fun story when we were in Aksum. Uh, they, they told us that apparently at one point the Muslims had asked if they could build a mosque. Um, uh, in in Aksum and uh, their historical city, and uh, they said the Muslims were quite welcome to do so. Um, as soon as they got a building permit to build uh, an Orthodox church in uh, in, in, Me- in Mecca, um, <laughs> and uh, so the overarching uh, impression that that they gave was a wonderful sense of secure identity in their in their Christian belief. It was the I've never I've never I was really quite startled by how strong a sense of Christian identity the country had. Okay. Laurie, talk about your experience being there. Um, How did it feel? What what was it like? Well, the the feeling of the South was different than the feeling of the North. We we spent the first two weeks teaching in Gambella, and that uh, is is a community of refugees, largely refugees who've come over for an hour over from the southern Sudan border. And uh, so there were 11 tribal groups we were teaching and working with, and... um, uh, the, the South has much more of a feeling of almost a tropical um, uh, a feeling um, and a very, very, very difficult life and, and, and uh, existence there, uh, whereas the North is up in the mountains and uh, has some of the moral historic culture there. Um, so the, the, the two cultures were very different. In the South, it was uh, um, um, a very, very, very tough lifestyle. and. Uh, I was looking over my shoulder constantly for black mambas and uh, pythons that might be slithering through the grass and uh, uh, things like that, and um, uh, got to be very, very much in love with injera bread and uh, shiro uh, toppings. Um, So, but um, it was it was a great experience, particularly to see the refugees and the leadership of the church among the refugees, and Mm -hmm. and that was fascinating to participate in. Oh, t- tell us a little, a little more about this, because um, the refugees from the church, we don't think about that, you know, in an American context. Can you go into that a little bit deeper? I sure can. Um, many of them originally came across the border when they were fleeing the hostilities uh, and the conflicts that were happening in the southern Sudan, much of which, at least at this moment, is quieted down. Um, but they came over and uh, they really were were, were passionate uh, about growing the mission uh, uh, of Christian ministry. And uh, when they came over to Ethiopia, they saw many of these refugee groups that um, hadn't necessarily been evangelized, and they wanted to share the good news. Um, and uh, each each tribal group has a little bit of a different characteristics. Um, um, for example, the New Air or much more um, traditional kind of Sudanese, whereas the Anuak tribe uh, have a higher level of education and sophistication and a certain amount of pride in their kind of abilities. Um, and um, as you go through each group, we we were quite excited to have at one point, they had one new student enrolled in the seminary, and uh, he was uh, from a, a, a tribal group that historically uh, was, was known to be um, very... Um, Violent and typically went around. Still, still to this day, they go around in spears and, and loincloths. And uh, 
so there was a little bit of nervousness when when he uh, uh, registered and, and took part. He's a lovely person, uh, but uh, it was interesting to watch the dynamics even among the refugee groups. Mm-hmm. They have certain characteristics and stereotypes of each other, and uh, they had to work out some, out some of those. Um, one one point we had a young 16, yeah, I think she's 16 years old. Uh, her name is Sarah, and Sarah had been uh, attacked, I think, five or six years ago uh, by one of the, the uh, Melo tribes and uh, had been shot and had extensive surgery to get walking again. And and uh, it was it was very moving for me to see the kind of symbol of reconciliation as I was watching her taking notes uh, on one of the lectures, um, and, and just two seats away from her was one of these tribesmen of the mm. people that had shot her just five or that's six amazing, years before. That's amazing, isn't it? It's a, that, that's like the gospel lived out in the moment. It's an amazing story. Laurie's with us. Laurie Thompson, Dean and President and Associate Professor of Liturgy at Trinity School for Ministry in Ambridge. Laurie, I want to ask you about the value of having a larger global perspective in days like this. It's scary here. It, it's scary everywhere in America because nobody knows what's coming. Can you talk about your perspective on that, what you're sharing with yeah. students? Well, absolutely. Um, what we get from our, our uh, international training and international students is, is stretching us out of ourselves. We get so close to our kind of church dynamics and, and uh, concerns here in North America. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we have these students from a very different context and who cherish every word of education, who uh, are thrilled to have relationships, who feel isolated in their rural settings, uh, and then and then to come and to share in the life here, we give them great encouragement, but they give us just an entirely different perspective on what the church and the mission of the church looks like. Mm, isn't that and wonderful? Not, not least of which is just motivation to get moving. Sure, um, sure. Laurie, um, what remedies have you been implementing at Trinity? Is, uh, is, is, has school been moved online? How have you dealt with the insecurities and anxieties of your student population? Well, the students have handled it very well, um, and uh, um, we're still, I would say, still in the beginning stages of our conversations. We have shifted to online, uh, or at least tomorrow the faculty will be voting formally on that. Um, but we postponed. We had a reading week um, in the middle, and so we just extended the reading week. Um, and um, so now we're really going to take the next steps, but it looks like we'll be online for the rest of the semester. <clears throat> and. Uh, you know, we're, we're set up for that, so I, I think uh, the faculty will be enthusiastic. Wonderful. Lori, b- both Kath and I, we're fans of, uh, of Trinity School for Ministry in Ambridge, Pennsylvania. You do a wonderful job as you talk about people come from all over the world to be part of the ministry. Yeah. Uh, you know, for people who are looking for a seminary education, talk to us about that, about the option of going to uh, Ambridge and being part of the uh, Trinity uh, community. Well, we do feel we have a lot of excitement. We love, obviously, our our strength. We want to be in just solid, deep, thoughtful biblical theology and teaching um, and immersed in that. Um, But the international piece that we just alluded to um, is so important to us because it really um, uh, draws us into thinking about the application of of ministry uh, in a community and and talking about the inner dynamics. and, for example, when we talk about the fears of, of the coronavirus, uh, but you're sitting right next to a student uh, whose father was murdered, whose son impaled himself on a tree, um, 
suddenly our 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 immediate concerns look a lot smaller in context and uh I think Trinity really represents uh, a global intersection. We have um connections to Myanmar very closely right now, a seminary there we just our academic dean just returned from Pakistan and was the preacher at their graduation in Lahore um and uh we've got good friendships with the Alexandria School of Theology in Egypt um and very involved there um St Andrews in Kabari Kenya um the kind of intersection of all these cultures is just so much fun and exciting and and I think a wonderful training environment uh when we talk about even crossing cultural lines within our own country that's um, well that's and, really uh, exciting I mean, Laurie, uh, people want to connect you. Uh, what about uh, a web address for Trinity School for Ministry? We're at, uh, in, in Ambridge, Pennsylvania, 311 11th Street, and uh, right off the Ambridge Bridge. Very nice. It's a terrific place. We love Trinity so much, and we're so grateful. Laurie's been with us. Laurie Thompson is the Dean and President and Associate Professor of Liturgy at Trinity School for Ministry in Ambridge. Much more coming up. The Paris Museum puts 100,000 images online for all of us to see. Next. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. We make the Solaire Infrared Grills, those amazing gas grills that heat up to over 1,000 degrees in just three minutes to provide professional chef quality performance in your own backyard. Now, you won't find them in the big box stores. Solaire is sold only by the finest specialty retailers who recognize Solaire as the only real hot, fast grill. If you live in an area without a Solaire dealer, Solaire has the demo program where you can try a mini version of a full-size grill in your own backyard, grilling the foods you love. It's made with the same design, materials, components, and performance of the big Solaires, but in a size Solaire can easily ship to you. Try before you buy so you'll know firsthand why Solaire is the last grill you'll ever purchase. Learn more about the demo program and these fantastic USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. Everything that we do in the office is to provide a comforting feel to you and your family. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We do value the time that you spend at our office, and we understand that you don't have hours and hours because lives are crazy nowadays. But we want to really make sure that the time you're spending with us is efficient and effective and works for you as an individual. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. 
They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a real reason for the Easter season. Share it with a friend. Send an Easter greeting for free from CrossCards.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, partly cloudy skies with a low of 32. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness with a little rain late in the afternoon and a high 58. Tomorrow night, mild with rain and a low 49. Thursday, mostly cloudy and warm with spotty afternoon showers and a high 67. And Friday, cloudy with a few showers and a thunderstorm and a high 69. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. So one of the really positive things about the, uh, the pandemic that we're in right now is that so many institutions of higher learning or museums have joined this blitz of what essentially we're doing. Now, we've been planning this for a long time. Just the fact that we're streaming right now, this has been, you know, this preparation has been going on for, for months, six or eight months. months yeah. But there are many places that have re- responded to like, okay, so say the, the Carnegie Library, the Carnegie Museum system shut down. Well, you can go on to the Carnegie website and view a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But we saw something at a, at a site we follow called Kotke, K-O-T-T-K-E. And Kotke is, it started out. It's weird. It's, a, it's, it's an art site or it's a typeface. Te- a text site. Yeah, it's a weird mix Opinion. of things. Opinion. And it's a guy, his name is Jason Kotke, who is, you know, one of these curators of okay. interesting things. Right. And we saw this uh, article the uh, Paris museums, so a, a, a group of museums in Paris have banded together and they have digitized more than 100,000 images that they have access to within their museums. And they've put these online for unrestricted public use. I love that. I mean, it's so cool. So you, so if you miss going to a museum or you're thinking about things that you could do since you can't go to work, it's just a perfect opportunity because you can look at beautiful things. Don't discount the essential nature of art mm-hmm. in times like this. I agree. It does something to, to the does, soul, yes. right? So these 100,000 artworks uh, included in the archives are Rembrandt, Monet, Picasso, Cezanne, thousands of others. And, you know, you look through it. Wait, I just printed some of these things out. I mean, you know, just, some of them are absolutely beautiful. Some are beautiful, right? There we go. Thank you. Oh yeah, and you that's saison. Yeah, some of them are like this. I mean, it's just you know, it's an it's a, just a, a mix of images. And, oh, that's beautiful. I know yeah. I know this painting, but I don't know who who it is. Some of them are a little crazy. Look, this is very French. Who's this? I, I have no idea. Yeah, you do. No, sorry. I think you do. I also know who it is, but I'm not sure. I think I have to look that up. So anyway, uh, you, you can't go this? out to the museum. For those of you watching online, tell I me who no painted idea. this. Can you tell me who painted this? Mm-mm. Facebook right now, 101.5 Word FM, or The Ride Home with John and it Kathy. Like frick. Get out of here, no, Mike. No, oh, it look, no. Anyway, do yourself a favor. Oh, it looks like him in the painting. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant it was him like painting he, it. Yeah. I was like, no. Looks it's like, like Mike, get your head away from the toilet. Frick. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> okay. 
You've lost some space on the show, Mike. Until you get some better manners and grow up a little bit. It I, does look like Frank. You're right so. about that. Anyway. So go to Kotke, K-O-T-T-K-E, Kotke.org, and there's all, really some interesting things. Yeah. Just make that part of your daily browsing, okay? I agree. All right. Um, it's a couple celebrity birthdays. Oh. We haven't talked about them in a while. Celebrity we... birthdays. Okay. Um, Kurt Russell. Does that mean anything? Does Kurt Russell mean anything to you? I like Kurt Russell. Do you? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell's an oldie, but a goodie. Kurt Russell. I liked him in the the Guardians. Was it the second Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Yeah. Or the thir- is there a third? I also no. liked him uh, in The Miracle. What did he, you just say? He played say? Herb Brooks. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Wait. What did you say? I said, I don't care about that stuff. You know that's the truth. <laughs> I don't care. So that. cynical about it. No, I'm not cynical. Yeah, it's you are. Superheroes. Superheroes are fabulous mm. stories. They're great characters of strength. They encourage us as people to strive for our very best selves. <laughs> That's so beautiful. But they're just, plus they're fun That's movies. So I loved show. Guardians of the Galaxy. I, oh, yeah. I loved both of them. Mm. Wait, great. is there a third one? Kurt Russell, let me There's guess. There's only two, right? I don't know. I think there's three. Anyway, Kurt Russell, how old do you think Kurt Russell is? Kurt Russell is, uh, because you're bringing it up, this is, uh, it's not the, I don't think it's a super big one. Uh, uh, Kurt Russell's 69. Yes, he yeah. is 69. Yes, I think. It's yes. sickening. Yeah, it's sickening. Johnny, Johnny. It's also Rob Lowe's birthday. Ooh, I Rob love Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob I Lowe? absolutely love Rob Lowe because of Parks and Rec. Mm, oh, yeah. Chris Traeger. One of my favorite TV characters funny, ever. Funny stuff. Literally the best TV character you could find. <laughs> He's very enthusiastic. I love uh, him. Rob Lowe, 54. 56. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. He's in that new show. It's like some, he's like a first responder or something. Oh, is he? Yeah. Did you watch that? No, no I'm not watching no, that. Okay, it. forget no, it. No. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to be busy watching Guardians of the Galaxy. No, you won't because no, you panned it so many times publicly that if you sat down to watch it, you know what? You'd feel guilty and you wouldn't enjoy it because okay. you've been so mean. <laughs> Did you even give it a chance? No, nope. you didn't. Nope. Not going What's there. that other movie that you won't give a chance to? I don't know. Uh, well, there are many of them that you won't give a chance to. How about you? No, you're right. How about you? Don't even get me started on you. I'll say to you, hey, Kat, and you go, okay, yeah, yeah, and then like nothing. Like, and I'll go, did you watch that? And you'll go, nope. And, and like these are like you know classics of the cinema. You know what I mean? You know, oh, fabulously like beautiful. Scarface. Yeah, and you're gonna watch. I've never Scarface. seen it. No, I want to watch. I've I like to watch Superman it. Six. <laughs> I watched Superman Six last night for the eighth time. I love that movie so much. It means so much to me. That kind of stuff. Please don't. It's hard to be here in this confined space with John Hall. <laughs> yeah. Coming up next, David French, senior editor at the Dispatch. Reach over there, would you? He's going to talk about coronavirus and our and our sacred duty to the senior citizens in our lives. It's a button over there. It's the Tuesday edition of the Ride Home. Things are getting loopy here. A button is going to move over here at some point. I know it is. It's coming over. Anyway. 101.5 WORD. This week on Insight for Living, Chuck Swindoll continues his practical series called Wise Counsel for Troubled Times. There are two great days in everyone's life, including yours. The first great day is the day you were born, and the second great day is the day you discover why. 
Listen weekdays to Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Gold is on a run again. Experts say the coronavirus could tank global economies, so investors are heading for safe havens to avoid losing value in their IRAs, 401ks, and stocks. Don't stand on the sidelines and watch your accounts dwindle day by day. Head for safety and catch the gold rally now. Protect and grow your financial future today with a call to American Bullion, the leader in gold investments. You have valid concerns, and we have simple solutions for all needs and budgets. In fact, we specialize in first-time gold buyers just like you. Find out about American Bullion's hassle-free process to transfer any portion of your IRA, 401k, or stocks into the long-term safety of a gold IRA today. Call 800-600-4849 and ask about our free gold guide. Call 800-600-4849. Grow your financial future with the rising value of physical gold and protect yourself during this worldwide crisis. Call the leader, American Bullion, 800-600-4849. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Springhouse vans almost every day delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day too the springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers to take a zing down our hillside slide and to top off their experience with a springhouse ice cream concoction like a strawberry ice cream shortcake come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the springhouse 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com When the original mattress factory opened nearly 30 years ago, there was no one like us in the industry. Our factory direct model and friendly, courteous sales approach enable us to build quality mattresses and box springs and offer them at prices that were hundreds less than the mainstream brands. This is Greg Trzynski, and we're proud to say that nearly three decades later, there is still no one like us. Where else can you find a locally hand-built product for hundreds less than any of the mainstream brands? Only at the Original Mattress Factory. Visit us at OriginalMattress.com. I was looking at uh, our family calendar. Uh, Tomorrow, my father passed away 35 years ago. So my father's been dead longer than I knew the guy. And I I think about him. Of course, I think about him. You know, you think about your mom and dad every day. You do. But I I think about him especially in the context of my own children because Mm -hmm. my kids never knew my dad. And they barely knew my mom. So to grow up without a grandparent in some way I believe is a big handicap because I remember my grandparents very well. And the lessons they taught me, the times we spent together. Uh, David French is with us, and he wrote a beautiful piece about his nana. And uh, it it really connects us to what's happening right now with the coronavirus. David, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. David, tell us about your grandma. You wrote so beautifully about her. Yeah, I you know I was seeing all of these uh, really a distressing number of people online minimizing the coronavirus as it quote unquote only impacted people who are already immunocompromised or senior citizens, and and it made me the callousness of it uh, made me realize that people are forgetting the incalculable value and worth of the, our nation's senior citizens. And I thought of my grandmother. She 
aside from my parents, was the most influential person in my in my life. Mm. He was the person who taught me my love of reading, my love of history. We would go on vacations together, traveling all across the South, going to battlefields from New Orleans to Yorktown, Silo, Lucasburg. Um, as I got older, I'd just hang out with her in Mississippi, and I'd read books from herself, and she would read her own books and quote poetry. Uh, just an incredibly wonderful and delightful person from rural Mississippi. Uh, I began teaching in a one-room schoolhouse, believe it or not, and ended up teaching history. When I got into law school, she was the very first person I called. Uh, and she died at age 81 just a few days before I could tell her that my wife and I decided to name my firstborn daughter after her. Mm. And I just thought about how much it would have been, how tragic it would have been if years before that, um, if, if I had been cavalier in my, in my own treatment of her and her health. Yeah. And, and it made me think about the way in which people are being cavalier in their own treatment of people around us. And so I wanted to write a piece that just reminded us of our sacred duty to the senior citizens in our midst. And I tied it to the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother. And, and if you've read the Westminster Larger Catechism, uh, they scripturally apply that, not just to your mom and dad, but also to senior to people who are superior to you in age in general, even to the point of uh, protecting their persons, uh, valuing them, honoring them. And, and I, it just struck me that, that there are too, uh, all too many people now who are minimizing this awful, yes. this terrible disease because right. of who it disproportionately impacts. Right. David, when I wrote your piece, of course, it, it, it hit home. It's a very emotional piece. And I wonder about the people who minimize the elderly among us because – I mean, did they themselves not have grandparents? Did they not have someone who was older who read to them, showed them, taught them, loved them like you and I and mostly everybody did? I, I don't understand the, the, the degrading of, of older people in our society, but it kind of kind of is us, right? We are not Japan. We are not places where the, the aged are honored. Well, yeah, and there's a big Wall Street Journal piece today talking about the generational conflict with this response to this virus is is uh is generating and you know and i think that if you took some of these people who are jam-packed into downtown bars before they were closed or aerial photographs yesterday of people just jam-packed shoulder to shoulder on beaches in florida that they would say look i love my grandmother i'm not going to i'm not going to expose myself to my grandmother i'm not going to i'm not going to be seeing her for three months like what are you talking about and and i'm running unhealthy and they just are completely unconscious of the idea that it's not just their grandmother or it's not just their, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the people all around them who are engaging, you know, are having physical contact and then transmitting it, say, when they go into a grocery store and they're next to an older person who's stocking up on supplies or, you know, that this kind of behavior is uh, reckless in this, in this context. And it's reckless, not necessarily because, 22-year-olds at Daytona Beach are going to be on ventilators, but because somebody's grandmother is going to be on a ventilator mm-hmm. or somebody's, uh, somebody's friend who has you know, suffered from uh, diabetes or is immune-compromised or cancer treatment. And it's just that remarkable callousness that is often dismissed by states saying, well, they're saying, well, I'm going to be careful with people that I'm around 
in my family, but they're not careful about who they're around in general. David French is with us, senior editor at The Dispatch. David is an attorney concentrating his practice in constitutional law and the law of armed conflict. He's also an author, the uh, author of number one New York Times bestselling book, Rise of ISIS, A Threat We Can't Ignore. Um, David, when I read your piece today, I thought of my mom and dad. I I lost them both this year. And I've thought so many times since Mm -hmm. this uh, coronavirus scare hit that it, my whole life would be different if they were still alive. No and doubt. how, I mean, my dad was immunocompromised for almost two decades. And just right. the amount of anxiety and worry. Um, and so I'm, I'm just today when I was getting ready for work, I was, I was asking God to help me like transfer some of the concern I had for my mom and dad into a, a healthy place for people around me. And I thought of my next door neighbor, Jean, who I don't see very much. And I thought, you know what, I got to check in with Jean. I have to actually yeah. not just wave to her like I've been doing. I need to actually give Walk her a call over. and say, you know, wh- what's going on? What about other concrete things? David, have you thought about that? Yeah, in, in the in the piece I write about that, there's this kind of um, really sort of perverse aspect to this crisis, and that one of our our inclinations when things are times are uncertain is just to pull everyone physically closer to us, and that may not be the wisest decision. But we still can use the blessings of technology to maintain to to let people know that they're not alone, uh, to maintain that kind of constant contact. And also, uh, I listed in the piece some of the CDC guidelines for seniors, and one of them is you know, making sure that they're well-stocked with supplies. And, and so, uh, you know, we're trying to, in our family, consistently reach out to make sure that everyone in our family has what they need to, you know, to make it through the day, through the week. Um, and then just to check in to tell people we're thinking about them and, and doing that not just you know, in the immediate family, but as you noted, in your neighborhood. And that I think just checking in with people in this time, and we often forget, especially those of us who are used to being constantly texting and in this sort of constant online communication, a lot of people are not. Uh, their days are pretty silent. Um, the communications are pretty sparse. And so the, the, better, you know, the more we can do to let people know that they're not alone and that we're available to help them uh, in, in, if they have a real need as far as physical need, a, a need in supplies where there to help them, I think is really crucial. That's good. So reach out and connect with those older people around us, make sure that they're okay, that they have the, the necessities to be uh, surviving this long haul. I just heard from Nancy. She w- was listening to the show and she said that she is 70 years old or older. She's 70 plus. And she said it feels it's hurtful to her to hear young yeah. people talk about this in a callous way. Oh, yes, of course it'd be hurtful. <laughs> um, of course it would be hurtful. And But what you're saying is is in so many ways, and I've seen this like literally written down, essentially that, well, you know, older people, their lifespans, they don't have that much more life ahead of them. And that's, again, why, why I wrote what I wrote. You know, somebody can be 70 and have a quarter century ahead of them. You know, this is... It is not for us to determine their no. level of risk right. for them. Right. That, is, right. 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 that is not for us. It right. is for us to value them. And that's our responsibility. Mm-hmm. David, uh, talk to us about uh, the big picture. It's um, it's good to see that the country is united, that finally the word is out that this coronavirus is serious, that the government uh, is out there and uh, speaking to people. Um, it's been a weird and rind- winding road, hasn't it? 
Yeah, it really has. I mean, we went through this phase where part of the media was really downplaying what this was and comparing it to the common cold, um, talking about it as sort of a plot to get the president. But it's pretty obvious that as of uh, as of yesterday, the president really had some, something changed in his heart, it mm-hmm. seemed to me. Yeah. And some of the, the better reporting is indicating he received some new potential casualty projections if people took this carelessly, and they were just incredibly, incredibly sobering. Sure. And so I think that, you know, something has changed. Uh, the, there is no more minimization coming from the White House, which is very welcome. There is less and less minimization that I'm seeing coming from conservative media. And it will take some time to undo the damage of all sort of the mockery of this as a serious problem. But I'm seeing that damage being undone, and people are starting to really hunker down. And my hope, I hope that that the self, you know, these the, the self quarantining and and these measures are effective enough that you know, three four months ago, or three or four months from now, we're arguing with each other over how bad was it ever going to be. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, David, you're you're a busy guy. You know, oftentimes you're traveling here and there. Uh, you've effectively shut your life down as well. You and your wife and your kids. I hope that you're going to stay home and just be together for the foreseeable future. Yeah, well, all of my travel, all of my speaking engagements are gone. <laughs> all all of the conferences and everything that I was going to be doing over the last three months or so over. Um, my my kids, my older kids are home from college now, and their their semester is canceled. So we are one big happy family uh, in our house, and uh, we'll see we, how happy you are when we check in with you in ten days. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a all right, new world. all right, David. Before you leave us, uh, we were talking about things that we've done or things that we've watched in the last couple of days, just as the beginning of the confinement has started. Yeah, have you watched you anything, anything good, or do you have something that you're doing tonight? You want to say, oh yeah, this is a movie that we've been putting off, and tonight's the night. Well, we have restarted the Lord of the Rings trilogy because my twelve-year-old hadn't seen it, and uh, so we're we're introducing her to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Always, we're see always an appropriate choice. Very good. Always, always, and we're going to watch 1917. We've got a whole list of movies that we haven't Excellent. seen and want to see. So, uh, yeah, but you know what? I'm not enjoying any real downtime here because for <laughs> so a writer, a journalist, this is a very, very busy time. Right. So my my family is is reading books and, and binging TV, and I am working furiously. Nice. Oh, yeah, so, David, as you, as you join us, talk to us uh, about your website. It's something new and exciting, The Dispatch. Yeah, thedispatch.com, uh, founded by Steve Hayes and Venable Burke. Um, we are a new conservative media company that is fo- focusing on fact-based journalism and analysis. No hot takes um, and, and in-depth analysis of what's happening. And I think our coronavirus coverage has been really, really good. If you go there now, you will see an in-depth legal analysis by me on how is it possible that the state governments have the power to close businesses and order church services um, to, uh, to, you know, to cease church services. How is this all possible constitutionally? How is it consistent with the First Amendment? So if you're interested in that, you can go to thedispatch.com and read it. Terrific. David, I've enjoyed it so much. Uh, Continue all the good work. 
Thanks so much. Our pleasure. David French, thedispatch.com. We use it every day, read it every day. It's a great resource, highly recommended for you and yours. Take a break, come back. Uh, We've got something ahead here. We're going to talk about social distancing with kids. (laughs) Is that possible? Well, some kids you want to be social distanced from. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. Choose Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade, where they're prayed for, known, and valued for who they are. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. I'm really feeling for the parents of little kids who are home. Um, and I'm, I'm feeling a lot for parents of special needs kids who are probably going nuts not being at school of course. and really causing untold havoc uh, in the lives of their parents as well. Anyway, I, when I saw this article in Forbes.com, I thought it'd be worth talking about. It uh, It's a recommendation that if you've got little kids, you could kind of approach this type of confinement as a staycation. You could brand it that way to your little kids. That's a long staycation. It, but here... 
your kids are little know. enough, they don't know, right, right? right? So there are ways that you can do that. There are a couple that this woman has recommended. Let me give you her a plus because okay. she did a good job here. Robin Raven for Forbes.com. She said, choose a dream destination where you want to bring your family in the future. Make sure it's something that everybody's excited about and then plan the theme for your staycation around that place. <laughs> that sounds like fun. So if your family really wants to go to like... Bora Bora or something yeah, yeah. like you make a little hut in the living room yeah, or there's some palm trees or they want to go to Paris you do like you know French theme or cool. wherever it is and so you can bring that theme to life for your kids in all sorts of ways you can do it through food you can do it through crafts you can do it through clothes whatever yeah. it is okay that's fine and then you can do simple things to create the ambiance of being there so you could maybe learn how to bake croissants uh-huh. if you're interested in Paris stream or, some music exactly mm-hmm. something like that they said if you save toiletries mm-hmm. From past hotel stays, you can put those little soaps and shampoos like under your kids' blankets okay, or pillows or put them in the bathroom or something like that nice. to make them feel like they're in a special place. Some little French mustaches. You can encourage your kids to dress up for dinner oh. like they would if you were going to a nice restaurant at a resort. Very I good. I think that's pretty cute. You can choose books that are related to the staycation theme. Okay. So, Madeline? Some. Madeline's a great Don't idea. you love that book? Oh my gosh. It's a great book. Um, anyway, so you could read books with kids. Also, you can celebrate happy vacation memories. What's the point of taking all the photos you've taken on your iPhone or camera if you don't look at them? Right. So pull your kids aside okay, and good. look at the fun places you visited. Excellent. Well, God bless you. If you've we're got doing the best. We're home, doing the best we can. All right. of us. Stay safe out there. Stay home. Wash your hands. Make sure you pray. Get on your knees. Home with John night. and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.